Die transformatietafel wordt met trots geborg door Maxflex Cables. You are listening to the Transformation Table, where we talk about God's business. So, good morning to everybody on Zoom this morning. Uh, it's a nice, bright, fresh, and coolish morning. I'm um, excited to be here and. Um, join around the transformation table it's a uh, you know i the whole week uh i i feel excited about about what we what we are going to what the holy spirit is going to unveil for us on the around the transformation table and it's excitement and um i must say a little bit of um anticipation almost a little bit of um reverence for um for what we what we do around the transformation table. So welcome to everybody on Zoom this morning taking part. And um, also welcome to the people that's going to listen to it on the radio later and the podcast on the community development group for Time to Rise. Um, it's, a, it's a great privilege to be be around this table. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Leon, may I ask you to open for us in prayer, please? Lord Jesus, uh, we just want to say what a privilege we are to walk together as brothers and sisters, to know that we are your sons and daughters, know that you've got a purpose for, our, uh, for and a plan and purpose for our lives, and that we can be part of making a change in our community. So, Holy Spirit, we just invite you this morning. Thank you that you want to be part with, uh, of our walk, daily walk. You want to direct us. And we just submit this discussion to, to you and say, Holy Spirit, may you lead and may you guide, may you steer our conversation, um, and not just for the small group that's present here, but for the others also. So may it not be our wisdom or our intellect that put things together and direct the thing. Uh, thank you for Menzo walking in front, Lord, but may you be the one directing the conversation. May you, you be the one that opens our eyes and our understanding of your art and your purpose for the community. We don't have to beg you to help us do something. We need to just find out what the Father's busy doing. So may you be glorified through all of this. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Leon. So, so Leon, what I do on the mornings, I look at who look who's going to be su- the, the su- surprised the most if I ask them to um, up with us and pray, and then I and then I nominate you. So, um, got you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Leon. Um, so that's a good way of scaring off the newcomers, I mean, sir. Uh, yo, yo, I hope not. I hope not. That's not the plan. <laughs> it's, it's a good way of making the newcomers feel welcome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, bless you. I remember when we started um, our group, sure, years ago, there was really guys that, that were just in fear of praying in front of people. And it's amazing, uh, Peter. I don't know if you remember. I, there was one morning where we asked a strong young man to um, to open for us with prayer, and he started crying. You know, um, and and eventually, he, he's, through his tears, that the prayer was beautiful. Yeah, um, we cannot be silent. I I I, um, I, <clears throat> I recall a, a wise man saying to me once. Uh, make sure you don't die with the music still in you. you know, don't be silent if there's a prayer in your heart. 
Yeah. Um, I, I must say, this week, uh, yesterday morning, <clears throat> my 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 demeanor, my mainsvius was disturbed. You know, with with um, what's going on, and uh, and yesterday morning at half past three, I was I was up and it was running through my mind. And I'm actually a person that sleeps very well. You know, I sleep. I don't have sleepless nights. But yesterday morning at half past three, I was up. Um, and I just decided to, to uh, my friend Peter gave me some uh, uh, literature how to go into spiritual warfare. And yesterday morning, Peter, I was, I was in it, you know, and it's amazing how 10 minutes into a proper battle, you start feeling, you start feeling your, your, your whole, your whole inside starts transforming. You know, you, 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 you get into the battle and, um, you know, of course, if you get into battle with God, uh, there's victory. So, um, so we're working on the phys- the physical manifestation of that victory. But in my heart, I know that the the battle is done. You know. In any case, before we go too far into that, uh, me and Freak were talking a little bit yesterday, and um, you know, um, we are we are, and we felt that we need to talk about the the bullying bullying. Uh, Freak, you need to help me. Is it bullying? Um, now, Frakti, now ask the most Afrikaans guy in the group to ask me with the English, help me with the English. But bullying in school and also in society, because it does have a major effect on our, um, on, on, you know, and we, and we live in a world where there's a lot more bullying going on, you know, not only in school, but also around us, you know, and, uh, you get to a point where your, your body feels, um, feels hammering, and um, yeah. So, um, Freak, since you are busy with a bullying campaign at schools, if I can ask you to to step in a little bit, I'll appreciate it. Freak. Thanks, Menzo. Uh, morning, everyone. Yes, um, it's like you said, uh, Menzo. Menzo, it's uh, a, quite a big challenge, bullying in our communities. Um, and uh, if you ask, I spoke to somebody in the Netherlands this week, and I, I, he asked me about the, the anti-bullying campaign that we currently are having in the schools, uh, uh, conducting in the schools, and he, he didn't know what bullying is. And how do you t- tell a Dutch person <laughs> what is bully? A bully in, uh, in Afrikaans is bully, in, 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 and I know it comes from bully in English, uh, but he actually didn't understand it. And then when I explained to him that bullying is something that happens when uh, normally a weaker person are bullied by a stronger person or a stronger group, where somebody in, let's say, in a, in a school community, uh, a, a weaker one, uh, everybody it looks down on that one, make fun of that one. Now, yeah, we have jokes among each other. We can have humor, but there comes a place where we we, we can hurt people more with our words than with with actually physically physically uh, hurting them. And uh, so, this whole thing about the bullying campaign and what I'm currently busy with. Uh, I stand amazed to see if you send or speak to a principal or to teachers, even parents, and you ask them 
is there a possibility that they can allow us to come and speak to the to the kids? Now, a few months ago, when I was, me and Atman, we were in Graf, Graf Reinet, and we were at a primary school there, and um, I, I shared my, my story with the kids. I'll share a bit about it now with you. But uh, with the kids, and afterwards, when we left the hall, one of the female teachers came to me and she said to me, she was crying, and she said to me, don't you want to come and speak to our teachers about this? This subject, this thing called bullying, and in Afrikaans is a afnoere. Now help me, Peter, with the with the English on that. But um, you know, uh, when you hurt somebody else, so it can be physically, it can be uh, with our words verbally, and then there's a huge, huge thing now. It's cyberbullying on social media, where we young people are bullying each other now just to come back to this teacher crying in the hallway speaking to me and begging me to come and speak to the teachers because her words to me is it's not just the children that's bullying each other the teachers freak are also bullying each other especially in the teacher's room in the boardroom or personal corner in in uh, there where they gather and 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 speak to each other or uh, get together on, in 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 breaks, she said because uh, and I immediately could see she was bullied by other teachers, and I I know that uh, yeah it's not just among children we get it nowadays that children are bullying teachers, teachers are bullying uh, children. And children are even bullying their, their parents, and parents are bullying their children. So this whole thing about bullying and, and what I tell the kids and the, uh, the, the um, teachers and even parents is that um, we were at school last week in, in, in Alcicerfield and uh, in the Cape Flats, and there was even parents standing listening to me when I spoke to the kids. And... Uh, it's a it's a thing of when you share it with them, you can hear and I tell them, listen, why do people bully other people? Why do a person bully? Normally, most of the times, it is because they get bullied. People hurt other people out of their hurt. They get hurt, they get bullied. And uh, I went to a school yesterday, we went to a school yesterday in Dorp. Now, Dorp is just outside of... Um, Outsuring in the Klenkarua, PJ, PG Barnos uh, Primary School. And uh, it was very cold yesterday in the Klenkarua. And so they, they don't have a hall at the school. So the principal, when, when we came there, he said to, actually on our way there, he, he contacted uh, Philip, one of my brothers that went with, with us, with me and Christopher. And he said to us that, um, it's too cold to have the kids in the, in the, in the, in the courtyard. If we can maybe uh, even arrange with the kids that um, that I have trouble with in the school, that is hurting other kids, uh, bullying other kids. And I just want to show you something. He said to me, "Will it be okay if I speak to these kids? Uh, can he bring them into a classroom?" And uh, um, 
Yeah, we're not going to show the images when we, we when we broadcast this on the podcast or that. So I actually don't want uh, people to see their faces. But this is a mostly was grade seven pupils, children, and a whole classroom was filled with the kids in this primary school that they have a problem with. That's rebellious, uh, giving them. Uh, headaches, you know, they've got a problem and they are bullying other kids. And most of them are, you can say, the seniors in the primary school. Now, if a principal, when they, when they, it was quite funny when they called them out over the intercom, they said, Can the following kids, can the following kids, now the personnel come, ach, now, when you assure and assure the class come to come. And they started reading out the names. And when they came into the, the classroom, you could see some of them on their faces were already, uh, I've got trouble. What did I do again now? Because, I mean, when my name gets called on the intercom, normally it's trouble. <laughs> normally I'm in, I'm in trouble. And so I asked them, I said to them, um, are you uh, normally when they call you on the intercom, do you... Get, do you have a fear in you? Do you are you scared that um, you're in trouble? And most of them said yes. Yes, normally when I when they call me to the office, uh, I'm in trouble. So um, it was quite funny. But sitting in front of those kids and seeing their faces, even being labelled as a bully, you can see in their eyes because your eyes is the window of your soul. The Lord said. Is, is where I can see, because I could see in their eyes a beautiful kids, uh, hurt, pain. Life is not easy there in the desert, if I can say it like that. Uh, abuse. Um, we spoke about it on our transformation table a lot about the order must come in the house and, and, and discipline, discipleship. The Lord said, make disciples of them, discipline them. Um, uh, they need discipline, but uh, it, it comes to a place with m some of them, I believe, and I know it out of my own life, um, even my own grandmother said she will have all her grandchildren over in her life, except one. And that was me as a kid. And mostly, uh, most of the times, um, I got a hiding or were in trouble, but it wasn't me. But I was labeled as the one in the family as a kid that is very naughty and always always makes a mess of stuff. But later on, just before she died, and she was close by 90 years old, she said, he's one of my best grandchildren. So praise God for that. Uh, being like my motto in life and what I tell the kids, it doesn't matter how you start, what matters is how you're going to end. So as a great uh, seven Pupil in the school, you can start this year, you could, could have started this year very bad, but you can finish strong. And when you leave this primary school, going to high school, you must know one thing. You can bully them here now, but in high school, it's going to be a different story. Next year, in my days when I was in grade 8 or standard 6, they used to call us Grinkies, Slacker. You, you, you remember those days, you come out, out of the primary school, you think you're the boyki, and when you get to high school, you, you're nothing, uh, and you must make it, start making a name again from the beginning. 
So yeah, um, it was quite a shock to see a whole classroom full of kids labelled already as peoples in the school, uh, bullying other people and each other. And uh, I started off by asking them, I said to them, years when I was, uh, in, especially with my grandfather and grandmother, we used to go and camp with them in the warm baths as a family normally, with the caravan and tents as a family. And we all used to go there. And in that camping area, there's a lot of boys and girls, different ages, but there was a big, uh, uh, always was this, a lot of grass we used to play rugby in that camping grounds uh, on the feet, on the grass, and there was always the two main guys, the two biggest guys that um, stood, and they all the kids were standing, and the youngsters and teens, and they chose the the team, and the one chose this one, then then the next one chose that one. I don't know if you've been in that situation in your life, where where. You see, everybody around you gets gets chosen, but uh, they don't choose you. Because I was still in, in primary school, and normally when a team was chosen or cho uh, they picked a team, I was one of the first guys that they picked to be in the team because I was a good rugby player. And I was well known as a good rugby player. I had a lot of talent in rugby. So, and I was in primary school quite bigger than the other guys, so... Normally, I was chosen, uh, or I was the one that uh, was choosing the, the team or my teammates for the game. And then you see those weaker ones standing there, and even maybe a girl gets chosen before them as a boy. And uh, you can see the disappointment. It's like, we actually want you to bring on the the, the lemons, we, we oranges. Uh, when we have half time, you you just good enough to bring up the, or to bring the oranges. You you're not good enough to play in both of these things. And and in a, in a big way, not knowing it those days, but that is a big thing, a big way of bullying somebody. I'm not good enough. I don't belong in the group. And this is where the cyber. Uh, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, uh, especially uh, Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter, where they've got groups on this cyber, on this social media network or page. Uh, and they, that was the other day it happened in South Africa in a place where, in one of our communities, where, uh, in a school, where children said to another kid, uh, you're not good enough to join this group. The reason for that given was you are stinking. They stink. You don't belong here, you can't get into this group because you stink. And that actually uh, brought that person, that young kid, to commit suicide. Because to hear I don't belong in a group because I stink. Uh, why do I stink? Is there maybe no soap at the house, I don't have uh, always the hot, hot, hot water to bath, or is it just saying a lie, uh, spreading a lie among the others to, to, to bring somebody down? Now, uh, when I, uh, when my twins, Dandere and Christopher, were in grade one, we stayed in Pretoria, 
and they went to a primary school and Pierce Peace, the previously Springbok blue ball player, gave me a rugby ball. Now, I, um, I just got this uh, one year in the house, but um, he gave me a rugby ball and I gave it to the boys and Christopher was always having this ball in his hands. Now, when I get to a primary school, I don't have a ball. This mostly... In most of the primary schools that I get to, like that one in Grafrenet, there comes always, there's always a boy with a rugby ball. Especially in primary school because, or a soccer ball, but if they play with a soccer ball, I give them a rugby ball. I say, no, no, change, change, change the subject, change the channel. But um, there's always a, a, a somebody with a ball, and uh, when it's break, there's no time for goals in the primary school. We play we play rugby, we play raga, and uh, it was hard games. And in the days where the teams were chosen by by these two head ones or the captains, and um, so I I shared with them. I shared the story. How I gave the ball to my boys, and Christopher always used took the ball to school, and they played rugby as great as him and his friends. <coughs> Excuse me, and it was always a big thing, you know, the feedback coming back. You could see it in their clothes. Um, it was a tough, tough game when you picked them up at school and on their knees and elbows. Uh, even if there's a tap next to the field, they will tackle you into the tap and onto the cement, and it's tough and it's hard. They don't need a lot of grass. I saw yesterday morning when I gave the rugby ball to one of the boys, they ran out of there, told you, Menzo, and there's not a, it's like a desert, there's a, it's sand and stones, but they just ran with that ball into that, into that uh, area, and it was a lot of dust, and, and, and I thought, you, if they get tackled on that ground, it's going to be sores, and, uh, and I, you can't even say it's a grass burn, but... And then I share with them uh, how Christopher got bullied by one boy and his brothers, and he got a blue eye because this boy uh, stole Christopher's ball. And when it was a Friday afternoon, my wife went to pick him up at school. And a a lot of times as, as parents, when your kid comes to a place and they want to go to school, uh, you can see uh, in their behavior, they, they're actually scared of school. They, they, they the way um, in their behavior, there's fear, there's uh, confusion, there's, there's a place where they actually stop eating because they get, some of them get told they are too fat, they are too big. Uh, some of them will stop eating. Um, and a lot of times it is not even a girl that doesn't, isn't, isn't even overweight. They will uh, even um, let them vomit, they will put their fingers in their mouths to vomit their food out just to get accepted into this group where they don't belong because they are not built like the others. They don't look like the others. So... Um, and then I shared with him how my boy, one Dunday, got home that afternoon uh, with Hannah. Christopher went to his grandmother to visit her. And Dunday told me he was very upset that his brothers got a blue eye. 
But he said to me, it was not just one boy who fought with Christopher. It was uh, him and, and, and I don't know how many brothers. That is, in a, uh, and they, he was, he, they were in grade one, him and this other boy. When Christopher saw the boy with his ball. Now, Hannah took the ball and she wrote Christopher's name, Christopher for Mark, on three places on the ball uh, in a black cokey. Big Christopher for Mark. And so Christopher saw his ball with this boy, and that is his ball, but his name was taken uh, with a black cokey, was, was, uh, um, I cook up, and, um, the, this boy scratch out. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, it came back. Scratch out, and um, uh, this boy's name and surname was written underneath, also in the black donkey. So we now ask Hannah what what was happening, what's going on. She she didn't know. She said she will go to the school on Monday and find out. But I was quite upset because uh, upset because it's my kid, my boy, my my, my this this my lighty. And uh, I was uh, brought up very different from the way I was now uh, believing to bring up my boys, not to fight the enemy with his weapons. Because you can't cast out hatred with hatred. You, You need love to cast out hatred. Darkness cannot cast out darkness. Only light can cast out darkness. Um, uh, he, he, the biggest weapon to take revenge is to forgive, uh, overcome evil with good. And yeah, and uh, I'm not saying if your life is in danger, not to protect yourself, but always teaching them, listen, you didn't get these two hands to hurt people and to put them down in life and to break them. And because this is, I was known in school, one of my friends used to say, if Freak hits you with this one, you're dead. And if he misses you with this one, you've got a cold for six months. You know, it's 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 part of your your testimony and, and you, the, how people see you. But I was always known, especially in the primary school, as the one, this is a thing that my dad taught me. My dad taught me how to fight, how to protect yourself, how to look after yourself. But he taught me, we say in Afrikaans, I was, uh, in English, it was maybe known as a street fighter. We always used to say, okay, I've got my black belt in, in street fighting or uh, um, a fan belt, you know. Uh, uh, I don't have a karate or anything like that, but used to say in Afrikaans, it's, it's, fail, it's a fail fighter. You're a, you're a, you're a fail, <laughs> does it sound right to say I'm a filthy, I was a filthy fighter, but to use your we- your head as a weapon and your knees, and uh, if there, there's more than one guy, because I was in grade one, and especially when this thing happened with Christopher, it was like something triggered in me. I remember when I was in grade one, and one day was, uh, well, uh, a, a couple of high school kids tried to bully me, but I only had one problem that day, my mother, uh, where I grew up there in Krugersdorp, uh, it's called Krugersdorp West, uh, they call it Vessis, and in Krugersdorp West there's a place called Blickies. <laughs> That's where I grew up, and it was tough, you know, it, uh, a place where you have to look and, look and cake gelijk, it was about survival, and... 
I remember we came from the school and my friend, when these guys approached me uh, and started uh, 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 bumping me and uh, making uh, remarks and, and saying things, my friend ran away. But he went to my house to call my mother and she came and me and her gave those guys a big go, uh, go you know, a big, we actually gave them a hiding that day. But um, now you're in a situation where it happens to somebody that you love and always growing up because my dad told me, um, don't look if somebody, don't take, use your power to hurt other people. Uh, use your power and your, and your ability to, to protect the weaker one. So I was known as the, the one who bullied the bullies. And that brought me to a place in my life, as a, as a, even in high school, where I almost a couple of times lost my own life. I was almost shot a couple of times because of somebody else, one of my friends making trouble at a party or at a club, and they got a hiding, and then I had to step in because it was just inside of me, if you hurt somebody that I love, I will hurt you. I was not the type of person at, at, at that stage where I will just walk into a place and start fighting with guys. But if you hurt somebody, touch somebody that I love and care for, I will take you. We need to go till we fight to the death because that, will, that brought, and I can share a lot of stories out of that uh, that I share with the kids, especially in high school, with rivalry schools where we were in the trick and there was a big house party and they broke a fight out and um, some of my friends got stabbed with bottles and I'm talking about 1988 and in, in Krugersdorp. Uh, I was at Monument High School and the other schools around us hated us, we hated them and we had a big, big issue with the college guys, guys that was out of school and the technical, tech, a technical high school. So there was a lot of conflict in the community amongst us. But some of these boys in the other schools, we've been together in primary school, we've been from grade one, we played rugby together, but when they went to that high school, I went to this high school, friends became enemies. And it's, it's stupid because after school, some of us went to the same army base and we, we were friends again. So this whole thing about uh, in the community, yeah, they are the stuck-ups, they, the uh, uh, they think they are better than us. Uh, that thing is even comes out of the household, so from the father and mother. So you get to a place now where your own kid gets bullied and you've got this inside of you to do something about it. Now it's okay if, if you, you don't know how to handle this physically. You never fought somebody, you never hit somebody, you never were in a fight or never took revenge. Or, But when you were somebody like me that ended up in the police, and that made a good policeman out of me because I was there to protect and serve, um, and that uh, uh, inside of me to look after the weak and care for the weak and to protect the weak and serve the weak made a good, good policeman out of me. But you know, when I went to the police college for training, I didn't even wanted to look at the accident photos that they showed us or murder scenes of the bodies. I didn't wanted to look at it because it was not for me. I went to the police college to play rugby. I wanted to play rugby for police and for the police. It was something I, that's why I went to the police and so 
when you work a lot, especially when I was in Hillbrow, I told them yesterday, I remember how a nine-year-old kid taught a uh, 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 girl, her father, or it was her stepfather, it was in the news those days, took a piece of wire, and on the stoop of this block of flats where they stayed, on the stoop, he, he, he actually kept her there with this piece of wire around her arm or leg. It's many years ago. And he actually treated her like a dog, uh, um, putting her there. And it was terrible. And when we get to, got to the scene, I actually wanted to kill that guy because it was just terrible to see something like that. And And... And when you work a lot with dead things, you, you become dead, you become hard. And, and when you see these things in that I saw those days in the police, especially in Johannesburg, Hillbrow, and other areas, I got to a place where I started to, to don't care anymore. I, my heart, Proverbs 4.23, uh, I, I didn't guard over my heart more than I guard over people. And bitterness and unforgiveness came into my heart. And that brought me to a place after I left the police where I got involved in organized crime. I got involved in gangsterism. And at one stage of my life, I was in a position, (coughs) not only just myself to hurt people, but to to give it the order that other people will be get will get hurt. And, 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 And this somebody that protected somebody became somebody the one who bullied the bullies became a bully. Even get, get gave orders that somebody will go and break somebody's bones in their, in their body. And you get to a place where I started to tell them, I said to them yesterday, we're drugs. And because the biggest bully walking on this earth is the devil. And his purpose is to come kill and destroy. And, 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 and he just wants to put you down in life. He hates you because he hates God. And uh, he is such a, he's the father of life, lies. He's a murderer. He's, there's no truth in him. He cannot love. And one of the things that I opened myself up with was got addicted to drugs and that drugs addic- drug addiction bullied me. So it got me to a place where I almost died of it and by the grace of God, he came my way and he saved me more than 22 years back. And now I'm sitting a few years later. I'm a father of these twin, twin boys, and my boys got a blue eye. And immediately I wanted to, to wake up the monster that's been buried in the water, the grave, the old nature, the old freak, the old... Villaunt, the one that knows how to take revenge, the one that knows how to take care of this family. And uh, the devil was preaching to me. He said to me, um, it was the dad who took a scratch out of Christopher's name and wrote this, his boy's name there. But you know, the boy could have got home and said to his dad, I picked up this ball or somebody gave it to me. Could have lied to the dad, but the devil told me, it was the dad. Your issue is not with the boy and his brothers. Your issue is with the, fa- with the dad of this boy. So you need to sort out this dad. If you sort out this dad, this whole thing has been settled. And I knew exactly how to handle it in my old life. Um, 
I always used to tell people, or tell people my old life when I was especially involved in organized crime and in the underworld. I, one of my favorite sayings was, I'm going to go to your house, I'm going to come to your house, and I'm going to drown your, your fish first. I can your fish first, and then I will start with the rest. So if you tell somebody you're going to come to his house and drown his fish, they're already scared. So <laughs> when this thing happened with my boy, I was at a place where I said, no, 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 no. I'm going to go there. I'm going to drown their fish if they don't have fishes. But the cat, the dogs, everything is in trouble now. Phone your own connections. You do prison ministry. You know a lot of guys still. They will do you a favor. Just phone them. One phone call, one phone call, and it's history. And uh, I phoned Christopher and I asked him what happened. He said the guy, uh, the boy stole his ball. He saw the ball and it was like a handbag fight. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. When he approached him and then the boy ran away and he called his brothers, bigger brothers, and they, they, uh, they hit him and attacked him and assaulted him. Actually, the bigger brother was holding Christopher, and he, he gave Christopher, he punched him, and he got the blue eye. So the next thing I had to say to my boy is, uh, my son, you know what we need to do. And he says, yes, Dad, I know I need to forgive them, but it's hard, it's sore, it's painful. And I said, I know, but let's pray. And I prayed, and in my prayer, I remember I said, Father, I pray that Christopher and this boy will become best friends. And uh, the Saturday when he got home and I saw the blue eye, it was like I already had the address of where they stayed. I really wanted to go back now. The only way I can describe it to you is um, that old horrible horror movies, Friday the 13th. That killer Jason, in one of them I remember not looking at it anymore, but those days... I remember one of them, he was down in a lake uh, underneath the water with chains, and this guy and his girlfriend were, went for a dip, a skinny dip, and they went down there into the water, and they, they messed with that monster that was sleeping underneath the water. And, they, and I just remember him opening up his eyes, and when he came out of that water, he was more vicious than ever before. Now the Lord said, if uh, the demons, the evil spirits comes back in the temple, your temple, God's temple, your body, and, and the Holy Spirit is not there, they come back and they are seven times worse than they were. So if I had to come, become to a place where I become seven times worse than I was when the Lord saved me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commit suicide because I don't want to go back to that. That was terrible. And uh, so when I saw Christopher's eye by myself, I really wanted to take revenge. But inside of me, I had this thing. I wanted to give Christopher a new rappy ball to give to that boy that gave him a blue eye. This is what I had inside of me, not knowing Hannah, my wife, was also walking around with the same desire in her heart. So I got contact after that weekend by ex-policemen that started the organization. They got to a place where they wanted to know who sat behind four murderers. They said, we had enough, it's, we'll, we're going to make war now. 
and they heard that I'm I'm doing I'm working in prisons, not knowing what I do in prisons, but they contacted me because they wanted to know can I find out for them who sits behind farm murders. Now I sat with them and around the table in, in Randberg in a restaurant and while they were talking to me, Anna sent me an SMS and asking me if, with the words, if somebody wants to give you a rapid ball, she was praying, if somebody wants to give you a rapid ball, take it. And I stopped them because now remember, these guys want to take revenge and they contact somebody that they know, knew years ago was known uh, as a, a, a valant, a, 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 a dangerous person when we were in the police together. They knew that I love my people. I love the Buddha. I'm a Bushian, and they, I love my people. And they knew that if I, they get hold of me, that I will join them because I, that's how they remembered me. I was a team player. And, and uh, so I actually wanted to tell them who sits behind farm murders because crime has got nothing to do with race. Crime is, a, is, a, is an act of Satan. It's a war between light and darkness. I never in my Bible saw that God is white and the devil is black. Uh, God is light and the devil is darkness. There's only two kingdoms. And um, so they were ready for war. Uh, actually at a place where they say enough is enough, we're going to take it in our own hands now and sort these guys out. And when I saw Hannah's message, I phoned her and said, guys, just give me a sec. I phoned Hannah and I asked her, I said, do you want to give this ball to, to that boy? And she said, yes. I want to teach my son something. This is how you fight this thing with God's weapons. Fight this thing, give love, forgive, because it's easy to forgive and bless people that's good to you, but those who hurt you, those that bully you, the Lord says, pray for them, bless them, forgive them, because what they do to you, they will give account. How you react towards that, you will give account. So we wanted to talk, uh, teach our child, our boy, Say to him, listen, my son, this is the way to fight this thing. It's God's way. And uh, I shared it with these guys around the table. And one of the guys, you could see it was like they all got to a place and stopped. They're like, what's wrong with you, Freak? What's wrong? Why are you speaking? Because we know you. We know you. You don't need us to go and sort these guys out or this family out. You can do it by yourself. But... Let's go there quickly and sort it out for you. We can do it. And I said, no, I don't want to do it like that anymore. Because, and then I had an uh, opportunity to share with him what Jesus did for me and how he changed my life and how he taught me. And I, it was a journey. I can't share everything with you now. But, you know, going into a prison and you have to go and wash a guy's feet who murdered one of your friends shot him 13 times in his head with a 9 millimeter, sodomizing him. And uh, the one killing the other one was also a friend of yours. Uh, also a, 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 follow, a, a policeman uh, playing rugby with you, killing your other friend in such a way. And you have to go to a prison and wash his feet and forgive him. And going to a prison again and to 
accept ask somebody to become your friend who killed two of your other friends in in cold blood shot them and killed them so yeah it's it's been a been a journey and in my own life um and i want to end off now because maybe i'm speaking too long now but um in my own life is they if there was somebody that bullied me a lot was myself you know you 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 put so much pressure on yourself you need to you need to perform the whole time and 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 you so you've got this fear of failure and when you fear or when you feel as a failure when you as a talent to become a springbok a officer in the police or a very successful police uh, businessman you ended up being a drug addict a criminal uh and divorced child out of wedlock and call it I've done it uh, I mean I've done that but praise God I don't wear that t-shirt anymore wash in the blood of the lamb cleansed and saved by his grace and now I need to share I got an opportunity to share with them my testimony what Jesus did for me and they were so shocked hearing what I told them and saying to them listen i went as a criminal when i was a criminal it was not about what the color of my skin was we stole from farmers if they would have gone in came and got in our way we would have killed them i told them how i was contacted by fathers in the free state those days asking me to kill his wife or his child a child for a policy to pay out I said to them I shared with them I've been in the heart of crime been on both sides as a policeman and a criminal crime has got nothing to do with race and uh, I shared my story with them and one of the guys who, who called this meeting very successful businessman took 500 rand out of his pocket and said buy a couple of balls and he actually sent somebody to go and buy some balls so we went and we bought a ball of we took one of the balls and Hana wrote the boy's name and surname on the ball and we gave it to Christopher and say Chris uh, give it to that boy because it's not just the ball that you give him it's the forgiveness that you give him and um, let me tell you something there was no greater better way to take revenge by doing this the people of South Africa we need to start giving balls to each other these people hating each other fighting each other bullying each other and it's it's a shame to say it, it, people are even bullying each other in the church if you you know I don't want to go too deep into that but and Christopher took the ball and gave it to that boy now I was thinking or afterwards I was thinking how what happened when he, he gave he showed his father the ball because maybe and this is what the devil told me when this, the boy told his dad that Friday afternoon after he gave my boy a blue eye with his brothers listen dad I gave a boy a blue eye today I actually maybe the father said wow my boy you're an, you're an Easter I'm proud of you well done and a few days later he comes there with a new rapi ball don't no need to scratch out the name and uh, dad look at my new rapi ball and uh, 
the dad asked, where did you get it? No, for that, that uh, boy that I gave him blue eye on Friday, he gave it to me. You know, at one stage, there was a place where I saw Christopher always had sweets and nice stuff and gifts, toys. And I thought, oh, is, is he smuggling? I'm giving, I gave him, I gave, normally give them something for, for the Snoopy. But I asked him, I said, what, what's going on here? And he said, no, Dad, that boy and me, we are great friends. We are big mates. And uh, he always buys me sweets. And now and then he brings me toys. And I realized, my son, you've got seed in the ground. What you sow, you will reap. And uh, this is the way that change will come in our communities. We need to start giving each other rappy balls. Now, yeah, this is only a symbol. This is a way, uh, uh, our story, that brought so much victory in our lives, where we really overcame. Because what would have happened if I went there and I used to do it like I used to do it? Protecting him by hurting the dad, hurting the father, even drowning the fish. But how is there a better way to fight this? And this is something that we need to give to each other. Sitting in that classroom yesterday with, those, with these kids and seeing at the end of it, how most all of them prayed with me, giving their lives to Jesus, praying with me. And afterwards, one of them came to me and he said, Coach, I'm not going to hurt the kids anymore. I'm going to pray for them. This is a school last week in Alcesa River. While I was ministering and sharing my story, the, the ball fell out of my hands and was lying there on the stage. And then Vaughan at one stage ran up to me and he picked up the ball and, bring the, and brought me the ball. And I gave the ball to him and I said, look at him, he's the only one that was prepared to serve and stand up and do something and give me the ball. And I gave him the ball and the joy on that boy's face. Yesterday again, uh, we are busy uh, with a rappy ball uh, project where we gonna put uh, a branded with, um, uh, in, in, Af in, in Afrikaans, we start off with Akan, Yaikan, Onskan, Budi, Basak. That's the name of our ministry. On one side of the ball, and on the other side, Christopher's Rappi Ball story. Serapi Ball story. And um, I ministered at a men's gathering two weeks ago in Cape Town. Atman was there, and the meeting was there one evening, and I gave the ball to one of the guys who came out and gave his life to the Lord. And afterwards, he came to me and he said, is it, uh, is it, Can I? He wants to ask me permission, can I write Christopher's name on the ball? He asked me. I said, Yes, why? He said, no, I want to put it in my house, and wherever I go, I, people is going to ask me, but what is Christopher's rapable story? And then I will share the story with them, giving me an opportunity. I even want to put it in my bar, he said, because somebody's going to ask me, what's this? What, 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 what's the story about this ball? And then he has opportunities to share. So yes, we can, I truly believe, you said it to me, my brother, Menzo, yesterday. 
I truly believe we're in a place now where we can win this young generation for Christ. If we can take them, uh, God willing, we're leaving tomorrow uh, out of George, me and Christopher, getting Atman. This weekend, Saturday and Sunday, we are two um, childcare centers in, in Wellington and in Mauriusburg. And from next week, almost every day, schools. And what's so awesome is they contact me. They they ask me to come. The principals speak to each other. They contact each other. Not saying this is a pastor or anything like that. They just say you need to invite this guy to come and speak to you. Thing is, the challenge is most of the schools that we go to, they don't give you petrol money or pay for your 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 cost to get there and to sleep over they just want you to come and it's like the prisons for many years i've done it in the prisons because i also don't pay you we need support we really need support to get to these schools because i say again akan yaitan in ons kan in english i can you can and we can overcome evil by doing good because if the righteous doesn't do anything evil triumph triumph and overcomes the, our community so uh, we need to stand up and do something about it so that's it uh, Minzo. sorry for uh, being so long now on this but uh, i just wanted to share this if good for you you know you have to tell the whole story to to get the impact but thank you for sharing with us, and it's also very personal um, for for um, I think the rest of uh, of us has met you. I'm not sure if Marta and Alida has met you, but uh, just for for the for the clarity, uh, Freak is a big boy. He's a may I say a giant, Freak, um, and the giant standing in front of the class of kids, teaching them not to bully, not to use the power that God has given you, must certainly have um, a, a lot of impact. And, uh, and and Yaku made a comment on there's a lot of corporate bullying as well, and that is for sure true. Um, so can we call can we call Freak now the anti-bully, not the ant-bully, the anti-bully? But um, Freak, yeah, it's a it's an important story, and uh, you know the the, the damage that um, that these kids, the, the, you know, I was a bullied kid at school. I was a little, you know, I was small. I was a small boy, and uh, I have to tell you. I cannot remember when last I was bullied. I think that that is in my very much in my past, you know. Um, but it's because you take the authority, um, and you and you work against you. You figure out how to deal with it. Um, but uh, the the important thing is that they that you know, that the, the the bullies understand that bullying is not you. Know, um, I, I while we're talking. Well, while you were talking, I was thinking of, um, you know, that uh, uh, TV program with um, uh, The Chosen. And I was working through it to see if, was there any a time on, on that way Jesus bullied? And it was absolutely the opposite, you know. Um, and and talk about the ultimate power. I talk about the ultimate power. and um, But there was no bullying. And that is, of course, what what we're talking about this morning. I don't know if anybody wants to put their hand up and uh, contribute here. 
Yeah, I mean, so I can just add that what you are saying about the Lord, um, was there somebody that was more bullied than him? He was bullied <laughs> yeah. till death. He, 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 was, he was bullied by the ones that he created, the ones that he loved. Um, and even then, not coming back, take revenge and starting to bully people. Rather say, yeah. I'll bully the one that's bullying you. I'll bully the devil. I'll, I'll sort him out. I will overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, talk about the ultimate hiding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it is, um, it is such an important lesson, I think, to learn, especially for young men. But uh, it's not it's not a it's not a male uh, bullying is not a male only thing. It is um, the em- enemy, as you say, has got uh, got plenty of ideas of uh, how to bring bullying into a system, and it is it is it's a degrading and um, and hurtful. You know, it is something that you can consume you or your day and your life by feeling inferior and um, and and you act out in many ways. So yes, it's a it is a it's a it's a very powerful tool. Uh, Peter always talks about the the Rottweilers that who, that work with walk with the enemy. Um, you know, it's definitely one of the one of the Rottweilers is um, bullying or uh, and the others. The flip of the coin of that is um, feeling inferior, or feeling belittled, or feeling small, or feeling that you're not worthy, or feeling that you are not valuable. You know, I think. I think if we have to boil it down, um, the problem in our communities, especially with the with the men, the fathers, is that they feel that they're not capable. Mm. They feel that they're not not able. They feel that they're not um, uh, uh, worthy, and uh, yeah, it is uh, it is not true. It is not true. The day you stand up, it's the day it all ends. Mm. Yeah, um, Frick, I don't see any. Ah, there's Peter. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I think we've come to the to the the crux of the matter now. Is um, essentially the only way to deal with bullying is the bully has to change fathers. You know, there are only two fathers: either Satan is your father, or Almighty God is your father, and. Uh, the truth that we know is hurt people hurt people. And now the hurts can manifest, like you said, in all different ways of uh, searching for identity, searching for meaning, searching for belonging, uh, for validation, for approval. There, there's any number of things. But they owns us net farka. Uh, so maybe there are some bullies that just need to go beyond the bicycle shed and and get a pummeling, you know. But uh, that's that's the thing is the Bible says the Lord says revenge is mine, says the Lord. Now we have got this thing I'm going to get you back for that. And uh, or if you're religious, then you will say. God will get you for that. But uh, at the end of the day, we've got to lose the concept of getting revenge, 
we we need to like the bible says like the christopher rugby story uh, we need to sow to the opposite spirit the bible says a gentle answer turns away wrath and uh, instead of sowing and giving the bully the harvest in the fleece we need to give them the harvest in the spirit and uh, so but how to fix this going forward? Uh, Anthony said teachings of Bible truths in the school. Uh, absolutely. But um, how to fix it? Uh, obviously, going to take time. But uh, essentially, they have to change fathers. Thank you, Buddha. Um, I'm so glad we're talking about it because it's a huge problem. And with the boys... They fight it out, but with the girls, they speak lies, and they speak horrific lies, and um, it does such a lot of damage. <clears throat> but one thing that I see that we need to teach kids, that the ones that are not bullying must not participate, because when we laugh and when we keep quiet, we participate. Or, uh, so we almost give that bully power to continue because, you know, sometimes it's one-on-one -on -one and nobody sees, but sometimes there's a crowd watching and laughing and, and, and jeering and stuff like that, which is giving the, the bully that power to, to continue. And that if one could teach kids that don't do that. Um, don't laugh. It's not funny when somebody does that and leave or whatever. I think it will also help to to change that thing, that there would be awareness in 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 that sense. But it's very very important what you are doing. Thank you so much. Yes, thanks, Martha. And the thing is, you can really if there's one you that used to bully and the change come. Uh, the Lord brings a change in that person's heart. Just think if that one stands up in the school and say, don't do it anymore. One can make a difference. One can make a difference. And uh, so, Jan, you, you're very right. If I can just go back to this photo. Um, like uh, like we said, bully has got nothing. It's not just on the, among boys. Look how many girls are sitting here. And if you look at these two girls, look at their hair, those, some of them sitting here. Those, you, if your hair doesn't look like this, you don't belong in this group. You know, and, and, and that's like Martha said, then uh, they can spread lies and things about you that uh, brings a lot of pain and kids ended up committing suicide. And like Yaku said, it's a huge thing in the corporate world. It's all over. We just mm -hmm. see it. It's just maybe uh, we've got different names for it, but it's the same thing. Yeah. So, so Freak, I, I, I agree with Magda on the, you know, I remember at school when there's a fight, you know, the two boys, um, the bully pulling out the, the, the guy that's going to get whatever, whatever, um, reason is because your act is sitting wrong or your tire is not sitting right or whatever. You know, the, the reasoning is ne never the, 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 um, the correct, um, uh, the, the excuse is not the, the correct reasoning. But then the next, next moment, there's a group of boys that form a circle around them and it's cheering on and, um, 
you know, feeding that, uh, feeding that, uh, um, that spirit. You know, and if you turn away from it, the power goes away from the bully. And you know, the bully, the, the, the power moves away from, because he needs spectators to show that he is, um, he's got power. You know, if, that's why there's always a, a winding up of the, you know, there's a, there's a, a hype built around, uh, a, a school fight or a bullying because it needs to be seen. You know, there's no power in, in the whole thing if it's not seen. Of, no, not, not always, but I mean, um, so yes, it's a very good point that, that Marta's mentioning there. Um, either don't participate, don't, you know, walk away. If you don't have the, your heart is not brave enough, walk away. But if you're brave enough, you say, ah, uh-uh, guys, this is not on. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You know, and um, as you say, it sometimes takes that one guy, especially that bully, the guy that was the bully, and two guys want to um, hurt each other. Say, hey, stop, stop, stop. Let's let's do this another way. You know, um, uh, if you want to show that you are stronger, let's arm wrestle. You know, <laughs> or something like that. But get the 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 the, the spirit out of the, the the dark spirit out of this out of the system. So. Uh, yeah, very important. Uh, you know, by just standing by, we are not innocent. Yeah. That is very. It's a. It's a. It's an important lesson that you can add to your. Um, to your. Uh, your campaign. Is there anybody else that wants to um, add thing? Uh, um, Anthony, I see you. Uh, I can't. I don't know how to read the. The the. Message, but there's uh, something about uh, removing corporal punishment for bullying. I am, um, I'm, I'm, I've got my uh, brother-in-law, uh, and and Frick, you know, I've spoken to about Jason many times. He's, he's here, him and his family is here from America at the moment, and I have to say, he's got an incredible um, way of dealing with his two boys. I mean, his two boys are energetic, yeah. and and um, but. He, he's got a because he's present, and he is um, sticks to the sticks to the game. You know, he, he he's constant. He he just looks at them, and you can see they stop what they're doing if they're doing something wrong, and it is because there is a intense intense um, participation in what they're doing and what they're living. So I agree with corporal punishment, absolutely. It's a, it's a word in the Bible. But um, but there's many ways to to deal with things um, before you have to go to that step. That has to be the, the last step, not the first step. Anyway, is there anybody else that wants to uh, add something? Are we done for this morning, guys? Thank you very much, Freak, for sharing with us. We, Freak, um, please... Um, Please put your your banking details on 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 the groups. We um we can add it to the podcast as well. If people feel in their heart that they want to um put a liter of petrol or whatever in in, in Mossy, um let Mossy fly and um and uh, go and do its work and um and reach the children. You know, it's um it is such important work that you're doing. So thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. Die transformatietafel wordt met trots geborgd door Maxflex Cables.